Arsenal community, you are locked into Albert J TV. Subscribe to my channel and hit that notification bell. Declan Rice's performance in that quarterfinal against France was elite level. Fantastic move, personally. It, it kind of caught myself and probably Arsenal fans a bit left field in terms of. Yes, people, welcome back to Albert JTV. Please let me know straight away if you can hear me. Um, I'm sure I've sorted the audio out right. Welcome to live Q&A time. It's been a while since I did one of these. Um, I need to do them a bit more. I do like doing them. Um, not just hearing the sound of my own voice, but reaching out to the Arsenal community that do subscribe to my channel. Um, old, old new. So let me go to the chat box quickly before I get to the technical stuff. So let's have a look. A few people joined on Facebook, actually. Or Twitter, sorry, should I say. Sorry, it's come up. Lee, big up to you, mate. Raising the son of God. People, get your questions in. I will ramble and ramble on and on about Arsenal and all things Arsenal. But get your questions in. Um, it might not even be Arsenal-related, to be honest. But it'd be quite helpful if it was. <laughs> but listen, anyone that's watched my channel in the three and a bit years that I've been doing it, then, then you'll kind of get it. But um, let me get my banner going on the bottom of the screen. Might not need to, actually. So, people, this will go out on... This is going out live now as we speak on the Twitter platform, or X as we call it now. Um, it's going live on Facebook, and it is live, obviously, on YouTube. So, obliterate the like button straight away, people. Smash it. Come on. Get them algorithms up, man. Get some more subscribers as well. Let's go to the chat quickly. I'll just come up with Facebook stuff. But, um, yeah, people... Twitter handle, Instagram handle is at the bottom of the screen as you look at it now. All the listeners, you're just going to have to guess what my Twitter handle is, but I'm going to say it out loudly anyway. So Instagram is at AUMO15 and my Twitter stroke X handle is at AUMO57. I don't know why I'm looking at the bottom of the screen because I know what my Twitter handle and Instagram handle is. So I don't even know why I'm doing that. <laughs> but people, plenty to talk about. Um... I wanted to do this before, um, I think, who's playing the final football? I think it's Forest Free Spurs, isn't it? But I do like to watch football, generally speaking. I know people have this thing about, oh, this, you can't be watching Tottenham if you're an Arsenal fan. I'm a football lover, first and foremost. So I love football. Um, bottom end, top end, 
in the table Premier League championship when I can get it in um there you go Syria R you name it I'll try and watch it in between work and having a life but it's possible so yeah what's the first thing I want to talk about no particular order um let's start with the Champions League um it actually feels nice just to say it man because as us as Arsenal fans we know um we abstained from the um Champions League for what seven seasons seven years whatever whatever you look at it a long time long long time um you don't want that to be the case man because listen let's be honest there's two main trophies people want and listen we're a record FA Cup winner so I obviously don't discount that that the FA Cup's gonna be some fantastic memories as an Arsenal fan um the League Cup has been a long long time 93 super Kevin Campbell was playing there man and Ian Wright man um but it's good to be back in the Champions League man and um I have to be honest, man, and, I, and I've said this, man, <laughs> the regards to Jack quickly. Matt, big up to you, bruv. Yeah, man, the crusher jumpers, the crusher jumpers wavy, man. I've got it. How many did I, when did I get it? Um, Matt, probably about, what, was it before COVID? It might have been during COVID, I can't remember, but it's been a, it's been a while. But, Matt, let me, I'm going to star your question. Let me star it. I'm going to get back to it. But yeah, the Champions League, I don't know how you guys feel. Matt, you're in the chat as well. So I said this on my channel, I said it on quite a few other Arsenal channels. I was a little bit concerned Arsenal going back into the Champions League. Um, one, because I looked at our Europa League conquests in the years we was in it. We got to final, semi-final. Um, and we never won it. And that's no disrespect to teams that did win it. Or have won it, but we didn't win it. Um, as a football club, our European history is not decorated, man. Um, and it really bothers me, man. Like, I think because of the cycle of football and things are reformed and they change. And I think I said this before you look over sort of a even 25 30 year period, I've had to stomach the likes of Chelsea and United and Liverpool making multiple Champions League finals, man. And obviously winning it as well. And we're not at that table, man. And it, it does burn me. I've got to be honest, man. It's it's hard. I mean, I'm old enough to remember the last um, Champions League, um, not Champions League, last European trophy. It's a long time ago, man. But Matt, let me get your question on the screen, man. Thank you, bro. Right. Matt G's put a question into the chat box. Uh, which players have seen the least which players have you have you seen the least amount of improvement under Arteta? Ooh, um, I'll look at it in the sense that who's improved. So if we go for the squad now, I mean we've had a number of players under his tenure. So um, he's moved on, i.e., so-called the problem players, attitude problem, not what Arteta wants. Whatever way you want to frame it or picture it. Is what it is. He moved on the likes of Abamyang. He moved on the likes of Urzel. He moved on the likes of Gwinduzi. Um, and he was very cutthroat with that. Very cutthroat with that. You've seen that fast forward going into the situation with the Aaron Ramsey situation. But um, I go through the team. And obviously, I have to look at... I'm going to try and go through this through chronological order. So, Ramsdale has an improvement. Um, if you look at the goalkeepers we've had in recent years, he has been an improvement. Um, 
But obviously, as you've seen, Matt, I saw at the start of the season with Rams Dust. It to me just looked very he looked very nervy, man. And I think that maybe was to do with the pressure of rare coming rare coming into the club. So I would have said Ramsdale, even though we saw some moments where he was he gave you the he gave you those jittery moments. Um Gabriel, definitely. Gabriel Margulies, hundred percent. Um definitely. Saliba was an interesting one because what you wanted to see is how well the low spells had been going to, you know, going to Marseille and you know, Arteta feeling maybe that he wasn't ready to come and step into the Arsenal team. I think he was personally from if you just look at what you've seen, he's still young now. So um he's been phenomenal, Saliba. But Gabriel has definitely improved. Um we know the situation with Kieran Tin, he's gone on loan. Stylistically, he's not what Arteta wants. Um, I do think Ben White's improved. I know he's had a bit of a stop-start this season. Fell off towards the back end of last season a little bit, um, which most of the Arsenal team did, hence why they've won the league. Um, but Ben White's improved. Ben White has improved for me because he's played in multiple different positions, Brighton to Arsenal, and now right back. You know, so he's improved. Midfield-wise, um, if I'm being honest, has there been any improvements? We knew what Thomas Party was when he came in. Um, injury record has been horrendous, and I, and I actually do see him moving in January, possibly. Um, I think that kind of relationship for me, if I'm from a football perspective, is done. I just think you can't, as good as somebody is, somebody has to be dependable, and he's not that at all. Um, there's rumours of him potentially coming back for the Liverpool game. I, I'm not too sure about that. For me, if that's the case, then he would need to feature on Sunday, right? Because that's too big a game just to chuck him in. As good as he is, that's too big a game to chuck him in. But um, Declan Rice obviously come in. I look at him for buys. El Nenny's been here for is is a Wenger signing, Matt. I can't believe he's still here, to be honest. Um, Sambi Lukonga obviously wasn't deemed good enough. Hence, he's gone out on loan. Fabio Vieira, there was, looked like there might be a slight improvement. Um, second season in, injured. So, the midfield area, you, you you can't really, I don't think it's been that blessed in terms of improvements, if I'm being honest. Erdegaard, has, to me, has impressed. It recently, it's been a bit the concussion, but fabulous season last season. Um, front line, Martinelli's definitely improved 100%. Man, Saka's been Mr. Consistent for in a poor side for what three stroke four years now. But Martinelli's improved. What he still needs to improve on, though, Matt, for me, I don't know how you feel, the people in the chat watching it live on X and Facebook and YouTube. And I mentioned this last season, was it? It might have been on my channel, I can't remember. Play Liverpool away last season, we drew 2 2. One thing Martin Lane needed to improve on for me was his end product in terms of assists. That pass he should have made to Saka against Liverpool away, and we could have won 3 2. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I think he shows, I think there's been signs of it this season where he just, uh, what game was it? What, what game was it we played? Villa, Villa away last week. He got himself into good advanced positions, but his end product was awful in that game against Villa. I'm sorry, it was. Overhitting, underhitting, um, sh getting shots off not great. Um, but his end product still for me needs to be 
better in terms of assisting. Because to me, if you're a player that plays in that position, particularly in the front three, you've got to be a killer, man. Seriously. Um, so, yeah, Matt, I hope that answers your question, man. People, get your questions in. Thank you, Russ, mate. I love it myself. Um, so, as I was saying, Champions League, man. So, people, there you have it, man. Um, you've got the teams to your left as you're watching this. Um, audio listeners, I've got the graphic of who's qualified in first place in the Champions League and who came runners-up in their group. So, um, Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Manchester City, Real Sociedad, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund were group winners of all the groups this season in the Champions League. Runners-up, PSV, PSV Eindhoven, RB Leipzig, Inter Milan, FC Copenhagen, Napoli, FC Porto, Lazio and PSG. Um, so Arsenal community, I'm asking the open question and I'm obviously going to speak for myself. Who do you want? Now, the obvious thing would be most of the big guns in Europe and this is no disrespect to FC Copenhagen because they've, they've got through the group, but I think a lot of them would like to be drawn against FC Copenhagen. I've heard a lot of talk with Arsenal fans in terms of the Champions League draw and we shouldn't fear anyone and um, Arsenal should... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Should be probably confident in the, that they can compete over two legs against most of those teams who finish runners-up in the group. Um I said, I don't know why. I, I have a feeling we're going to draw PSG. Um, I really, really do. Now, I know people saying, oh, yeah, what Newcastle done to him. But listen, when it when, with cup competitions, it can go anywhere. Um, we know that. Um, you get two, you get probably two, you get, with these, with these, with, with this point in the competition, you can possibly make a mistake in the first leg and maybe rectify the second leg. But when it comes to knockout football, you can't make any mistakes. This is what Arsenal fans have been crying out for for years. Missing out on Champions League, getting back into the higher echelons of European football. No disrespect to Europa League, um, but we're here now, last 16. Um, I think I said, if for, my, for me as an Arsenal fan at the start of the season, what am I looking for? I'm looking for a title challenge to Manchester City and push them a lot closer. I'm looking for Arsenal to at least get to, I think I said the quarters in the Champions League. I think I did say that. I'm not sure. I said it on the same one Arsenal. I'm sure I said that. Or I said go deep. But I think I was specific in, ter in terms of quarterfinals. Um, but yeah, look at the teams. Um, yeah, if you gave me FC Copenhagen, I, I would bite your hand off tomorrow. Let's be let's be frank and let's be honest about that. I've got a feeling we'll get PSG. Italian sides are tricky, man. Um, I know Serie A is not what it used to be 20, 25 years ago, but that's not the point. Um, Napoli won't be a gimme. We'll get to see Victor Osserman in the flesh, people. My fellow Nigerian brother. There's been talk of him today. Um, we'll touch on that a little bit, not loads, because it's just hearsay. Um, Porto, I'm not too sure what they're doing in the um, Portuguese league. You've got Inter Milan, who were last season's champion, who were last season's uh, runner-up. RB Leipzig and obviously PSV. But, um, yeah, Russ, I agree, man. Like, Arsenal, it is sometimes... Look, this is the thing with cup competitions. On the day, it is that. It, it, you can turn up and be and, and be and be amazing, but also you can also turn up and be dreadful. But I think one thing Arsenal fans can be buoyed by, um, 
and again, people feel free to jump in the chat with another question or your thoughts, is our better football this season has been in the Champions League. That's not a coincidence. Maybe the setup's better. Maybe you saw with some of the home games this season, we complain about our wingers getting um, tag-teamed and double-marked. That hasn't happened in the Champions League. They're prepared to go one-on-one, one-on-one v one or one-on-ones. And that's why you've seen Saka, you know, goal contributions, the best by any player in the Champions League this season. Martinelli's looked sharp. Kai Havertz has looked better in the Champions League for me personally. Although the last couple of Premier League games, he stepped up. Um, maybe it suits us a bit more in the Champions League. I don't know. It's a tricky one. Um, I think it will we'll get more of an answer and, and, a, and an insight when we get to the knockout stage now. Because this is the creme de la creme now. You can't afford any mistakes. Even if you think, even if you think there's minnows in the second part of the draw in terms of the people who finish runners-up, there isn't in this in this competition, man. Trust me, it's, it's difficult. But um, hopefully I can get a ticket for it. Um, I'd have to speak to my my good friend, who's obviously who's a money season ticket. I'm sure he'll go to the knockout stage um, game. So we'll see. Um, let me see. Um, NS Sports is in there. Which team would you least want in the last 16? Um, In my gut's telling me, I wouldn't like to see Napoli just just, just because I don't want to see Victor Osman go do go do a madness on us. But actually, you know what? I actually would want to. I'd actually want them because I want to see him play in the flesh. I want to see Victor Osman play in the flesh. Um, he's had a good couple of years at Napoli. Uh, I believe he has signed a new contract to Napoli. I don't know what the release clause is. If you know, people drop it in the chat, and it links again with him today. Um, I, I actually think it'd be more of a summer thing, but you never know in football, man. Um, but Arsenal do need to incorporate getting more money into the club. That's one thing Edu still needs to do well and, and the hierarchy at Arsenal. But yeah, um, I say least want Napoli, but um, I would want them because I want to see Osterman. But a lot of Arsenal fans have said they don't want to play in Milan. Um don't know. I have to look. I have to, I have to do a bit more homework on them. But yeah, hopefully that's answered your question. And NS Sports, thank you for that. Um, people, let's move on now. And we're going to talk about Mikel Arteta, our boss. So yes, he has escaped the misconduct charge. Um, I mean, I read the bits of it that that came out in the print. I think it was like about was it was what was it was it was it thirty seven pages was it? Um, to me, it didn't, like, it didn't make a lot of sense, if I'm honest. I like to think I'm an articulate guy, but I was reading through sort of the par- the I was sort of sketching through the paragraphs and the evidence, and I'm like, so basically, you haven't charged him, but he was pretty clear in what he said after that Newcastle game, and you said you haven't got enough. Well, they say not enough evidence, or they didn't feel deem they didn't deem it necessary to charge him. I don't really get. I don't really understand what they charged him for then. If there's going to come out with that response, it just it, it baffled me. But I want to sort of go to a wider point. Um, there was an article this morning. You guys might have seen it if you're on X or not. From it's a piece in the. I keep, uh, just bear with me, people. I'm going to tell you what it was. It was a piece in the Telegraph by a journalist, um, Oliver Brown. 
talking about letting Mikel Arteta off the hook sends mixed messages over referee abuse. You also saw the comments from um, Philip, is it Philip, is it Peter Walton, ex-referee, um, where he said, what did he say again, people? Remind me. Uh, just bear with me because I did have it as a screenshot on my phone. So if people haven't heard it, which I'm sure they have done, um, they will they will know. Uh, let me see if I can find it. What did he say now? Um, there it is. So yes, um, Peter Walton. Obviously, it was, it was off the back of the events that happened in the the top division in Turkey where the referee got assaulted. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, man. But people, some people will say to you, this is not a surprise, particularly at grassroots football. But yeah, Peter Walton, um, every governing body needs to come out immediately and condemn these acts we're talking about what happened in Turkey. Officials need to feel supported at a time like this. Walton, who wrote for the Times, then maybe the likes of Jurgen Klopp and Mikel Arteta will think twice next time they rush to harangue an official or question his impartiality after the game and inside pylons. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Um, firstly, this is in in regards to what happened in Turkey. Was that not the president or the what was he the chief executive that ran onto the pitch and punched the referee, assaulted the referee? How can you attribute Mikel Arteta's comments? And maybe some of Jurgen Klopp's histrionics to what happened in Turkey. I find that appalling for him to come out and say that. I don't care if he's writing a column in the Times. What the hell is he talking about? I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm in a couple of Arsenal group chats and I, and I put in that article from the Telegraph. Um, um, you know, basically kind of insinuating it sends a bad message to have let him off. Well, what other punishment did you want? He already served a, a touchline ban for excessive celebrations after the looting game. I mean, I couldn't believe what, I'm, what I've been seeing the last few weeks. And I don't use the word very, very often, I've got to be honest. But um, what's happening at the moment with Mikel Arteta? And fair play to Darren Lewis from from um, the Daily Mirror. Um, he came out and put a tweet out yesterday um, defending Mikel Arteta, saying it was the right decision not to, not to, not to sanction him. Um, and he went into said a bit more detail, but um, yeah, I, I think this is a witch hunt, man. I think, I'm sorry, I did. I, it is a witch hunt. Is this is not this is not professional journalism? Some of the stuff I've been hearing said about Miklatera. This is not um, accurate or uh, in, intelligent speak about him. I said this on my. I said this on. Um, my channel on weekly surgery with, with my Tottenham YouTube wife Holly Agambard that um my 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 issue is what he said he was spot on what he said right the refereeing standards in this country have been dreadful for a very very long time um fair play to some of the rival fans who came out and called it was it was it said Narte was right to say what he said when we lost the game to Newcastle, that wasn't just because the Newcastle result. Let's be honest. We know there was more incidents. We can talk about Brentford last season um, and many others. But my my thing is that I don't want to lose my training football before I forget is he should not have been sanctioned for that. Not Absolutely not. Um, 
I said the referee standards in country are, 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 are incredibly poor and it needs to be caught out. But so when there was an opportunity for fans to put the tribalism aside, and I said this, I did not see one Newcastle fan come out and say, you know what, that goal should not have stood the anti-Gordon goal. Oh, Arteta's moaning, he's a sore loser. I'm like, no, you're missing the point. This is this is this is total rubbish. Call it out for what it is. So I said to myself, my own personal stance now, any team in the Premier League that gets ridiculous or disgraceful decisions, I'm not going to say nothing. Because when it was time to put your tribalism aside and call it out for what it was, you didn't want to do it. You want to stick a middle finger up at Mikel Arteta and Arsenal Football Club. So I got Arsenal's fans' reactions when Newcastle got that horrendous decision in the Champions League against PSG with a penalty. Of course it wasn't a penalty. But I get the Arsenal fans' reaction to that because when it was time to call it out, you weren't interested. So that's that's what I'll say. Um, we got two people in the chat. People, if you come in the chat, smash the like button, man, and retweet and share on 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 the socials if you can. But yeah, um, the Mikel Arteta thing, I, yeah, for me, it's a witch hunt. It, 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 it plain and simple as that, it's a witch hunt for me. I'm sorry, um, it is hundred percent. Um, but yeah, people, man, we have got a big game on. Sunday, 2 p.m. kickoff against Brighton. I will be there for that. Um, and then we've got uh, Liverpool away two days before Christmas. We have West Ham on the 28th of December, which I'll be going to that game. Um, I know we've got a game before. I think we've got, is it is it Fulham away? Is that right? New Year's Eve? And I think we've got Palace in the New Year, which I'm still trying to get a ticket for. Um, I think that's the 20th, but... Um, I don't know when actually national break is. I don't think we've got until March next year, actually. But yeah, Brighton at home. Brighton's our bogey team, man. Um, they slapped us 3 0 last season at the Emirates when we was in the title run. And they beat us in the League Cup last season at the Emirates. Um, it's not an easy ground to go to when we play them at their ground, but they turn up when they play us. They beat us. 2-1 the season we was going to get back in the top four, beat us 2-1 at the Emirates. Um, so yeah, there are bogey side, man. So it's not a gimme. I mean, Brighton a bit I'm a bit up and down in the league this season. Um, I think they sit in seventh or eighth. They're on the same amount of points as Newcastle, but they're a very good footballers. They've had a brilliant um Europa League campaign, a fair play to them. Roberto Zerbi done a fantastic job, man. Um, looking at the team lineup in the last game against Burnley, they had 26 or 29 attempts at goal. Six on target, they got one all draw. And Milner played left back for them the other day. Um, Lewis Dunk's still there, obviously. Jao uh, Pedro, Adam Lalana, Ferguson. Again, they've got injuries as well. Um, but they've got some good players. Matoma, De Santos, Gilmore. Um, I think Danny Welbeck's still injured as well. And CISO still injured as well. So they've got some boys missing, but listen, they're a good football inside, and we'll see that on Sunday. Um, it's not gonna be a gimme. I predict score prediction wise, I've gone for Arsenal to win 2-1. I think we'll concede at home. I think we will concede. Um but I think we'll get I think we'll get the win, and I've gone for 2-1. Um guys, I missed the game in the weekend against PSV because it was just too early. Um I was at work quite late. Um, so I watched highlights back. I know there was a bit of furore in terms of, you know, Arsenal could have played a few more youngsters, but um, I was surprised to see Gabriel Saliba play. I, I've, got, I've got to be honest. Um, 
I don't know why you couldn't have again injuries. But I'm not in the mind of Mikel Arteta for goodness sake. Who, who, who knows what he thinks? But yeah, I've gone for Arsenal to sneak it through one, new one. But people, get your questions in because I'm not going to be um, doing the live stream for very, very long. One, I'm hungry because I've got my food ready to eat Friday night. Not a takeaway, but Friday night food. Uh, one thing, to, one more thing to talk about. But before we do that, people, we'll be back after this short intro. There you have it, people. Smash the like, subscribe to Albert JTV. And like I said, I will put this on the audio so the people can hear my dulcet tones from the beautiful part of Southeast London. Um, it'll be on the Spotify download and it'll be on the Apple download as well, people, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, one more thing to talk about. Obviously, um, people have been speaking about January transfer, January transfer window already. Um, I don't really sort of find tooth comment of Arsenal because we don't really do a lot of major business. If you look at our transfer windows in January over many, many seasons, it's not been that great. I mean, last season we brought in Trossard, Jorginho and Kivior. And I'm surprised we got in three, to be honest with you. I, I didn't expect Arsenal to do much business, but we brought them in. But we're talking about we need more midfield options. We're talking about Arsenal fans talking about we need a striker. In terms of the striker side of it, the Two main names that come up is Ivan Tony and Victor Osherman. Um, I also need to find the money from somewhere. But there's one guy I want to talk about, actually. And he's been spoken about before. I've watched a bit of him play last season in the Skybet Championship. He's obviously he's left Coventry City and he's gone to, got a great move to sport in Lisbon. And we are going to talk. There's potential links with him at Arsenal. I don't know how true they are. But we people are going to talk about, if I can find his picture, we are going to talk about Victor Gokres, Swedish international. He's got 19 caps for Sweden. He scored five goals. Um, I was impressed with what I saw in the Sky Bet Championships. Now, I know people are going to try and say, oh, yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a championship and the step up to the Premier League is different. I understand that. Um but it's not that you can't come for the championship from in the Premier League. You can. Classic tale, Kevin Phillips came up with Sunderland back in, I think it was, oh God, what year was it? Was it early 2000s? Um, he scored 30 Premier League goals coming from the championship. That That's phenomenal. Um, I mean, even better because he's an English striker. Um, but, but yeah, Victor Gorkres, man, 25 years old people, um, six foot two. I think Coventry sold him for £20 million, actually. That's, that's good money for a championship club. Signed a five-year deal at Sporting Lisbon. Um, scored 21 goals for Coventry last season. I think I think that was in the Skybet Championship. I don't know if that was just in the Skybet Championship or goals in all competitions. Um, Coventry have done good business, man. They've got £20 million for him. Obviously put a buyback clause in there, um, which I'll get a 10 them straight 15% sell-on clause if he moves from sport in Lisbon. Um, I think he scored, is it 30-something-odd goals? Um, in, is it 90-odd appearances at, at Coventry? I think he's there three years, if I got that right. But he's actually done really, really well at his move so far in sport in Lisbon. Um, he has scored, I think he has 15 in 18 games. And seven assists. If that's true, that that's a pretty 
that's not a shabby start, irrespective of whatever league you play football in. Um, yeah, I, I, I like him, man. I do. I, the release cause is quite high. I think it's 87 million. Um, I know the, the release cause for Victor Osman is quite high, but I hope it's a viable link, actually, with Victor Gorkarez. I think he would be a brilliant buy, an absolute brilliant buy. I don't know how much we'd get him for. We'd have to test the waters of Sporting Lisbon, but he's done brilliant at Coventry. He started his life very, very well at Sporting Lisbon. He is someone I, I would absolutely consider, man. Um, I like him. I really do like him, man. Um, and 25 years old is a good age. Um, the dearth of strikers is out there, and there's not many out there. It's a very difficult market to to, to get right. Um, but, yeah, Victor Gorkres, man, people, have, have a think. Do your YouTube analysis. Do your homework. Do your research. Yes, people want Ivan Tony. Yes, people want Victor Osman. But I think another viable option for me personally is Victor Gorkarez. Um, Physique-wise, height-wise, can run in behind. Good hold-up play. Um, started off his Swedish career pretty half-decent. Um, so, yeah, 25 years old, man. I, I think it'd be a good move, man. That's my own personal humble opinion. People drop in your comments down below when you watch this back, what your thoughts are about Victor Gorkarez, or you sit on Ivan Tony, or you sit on Victor Osserman. Um, big up to the guys in the chat for dropping your questions in and for liking my Christmas jumper. Um, but yeah, Victor Gorkarez, man, viable options. Hopefully, Arsenal will get a win on Sunday. I guess I'm going for 2 1. I want to give a big shout out, big shout out to the amazing Ruth Beck R. I received my um, beautiful, fantastic pin badges in the post. I've got them here. I can show them off where they are. And there you are, North London Forever, people. And is yours gold? Don't think you can really see it. Can you see it there, people? There you go. Ruth Beck Art, you legend. And obviously, North London Forever. Let me get it up to the screen a bit more. There it is. Ruth, you legend. Love you to pieces. People, that's Albert JTV over and out on this Friday night because I'm absolutely starving. Thank you for joining me for this live QA. As I said, obliterate the like button. Thank you for the guys on YouTube and Facebook. And on X and Albert JTV will be very will be back very, very shortly. That is me, Albert JTV, over and out for a live QA. Speak soon, people.